Next on BYU Sports Nation, an overtime loss in Orlando. What happened and why be encouraged moving forward? Spencer Linton tells us what he saw on the sideline and his conversation with Christian Stewart. Plus, the hatch trick at Southfield. Ashley Hatch is in studio. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Jerem Jordan and Brian Logan. Losing ain't no good. BYU Sports Nation is on your radio, TV, and other media machines presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Friday. Thanks, Nancy. Thank you, Nancy Kerrigan. Friday, why? Oh, why? Friday, October 10th, Jerem Jordan alongside Brian Logan, Spencer Linton, on his way back from Orlando. We'll talk to him a little bit later in the show. BYU drops uh, the game to UCF 31-24. Why? Well, you're feeling right after the game. Oh, man. I... I feel, sports I feel, depression, right? I, I, yeah, I, feel, I felt really depressed. I felt like my heart was ripped out of my chest and stomped on like five times. That's really dramatic but accurate, <laughs> right? It was, man. It's, 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 just, it's so sad when you have so much passion and, and you're so involved you in, the, in the program. Yeah, you yeah. care. You really, yeah. you really do care. You know? and, and, and the thing that I love about BYU and, and the fans and you know, with, with the church and everything – because of the church, fans are invested like this. So, you know, there's times where I I, I see stuff on Twitter and, and social media, and it's like, Rawr! but then I but then I understand like, it as well. Why can't this? And at first, I'm like, man, chill out. But then I then I understand too, because you know, fans are just as passionate as as we are. Yeah, Michael Elisa said something about, uh, you know, I hate losing more than I like winning. Yes. Does that make I, sense? Yeah. yeah, that makes perfect yeah. sense. Yeah. I, I agree with that. It was tough. We'll, we'll break it down. Um, losing is the worst thing. It really is. And, and compounded by injuries and uh, what's going on with BYU. But I was encouraged a little bit. We'll talk about that in a moment. Hey, join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUSN. If you want to just send a tweet like Brian just did, like, you can do that. <laughs> hashtag BYUSN. Here's our Twitter question. What would, can we get a cougar growl just to remember what that's up? There, okay, that's a, that's a that's what it is. Join our conversation twenty four seven. Here's the Twitter question: What was your biggest takeaway from last night's game? Hashtag BYUSN. Ours, uh, our answers in a moment. At Donnie uh, Johnny Dangerman, UCF's first team was slightly better than our second team. <laughs> Hashtag crummy injury. <laughs> True. That's a great tweet. True. That is a great tweet. That is great. Keep it coming using the hashtag BYUSN. BYU Sports Nation is simulcast in Radio Vision on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. The good and the bad at UCF. And the ugly. <laughs> and the, left that out. <laughs> Wednesday, I forecast this. I forecasted this scenario. I said that if BYU looked good and was competitive... And we saw some stuff from Christian Stewart and BYU improved in that stuff we talked about, pass rush, yep. secondary penalties, that I wouldn't, I wouldn't like a loss, but that I would be okay with that because of what it meant for the rest of the season. And that situation played out. Yep. And I really feel like, I hate losing! <laughs> I hated it so much! When it happened, I was not okay with it, and I thought, No! Losing is the worst! It's the worst. I knew you was going to In gonna, fact, I'm ticked about it. it. I'm going to throw this football off the set. I'm just ticked. That was a nice little spike right there. Was it? Yeah, I stopped the clock right there. Yes, you did. BYU lost the game in overtime, 31-24, Brian. 
it was tough because, yes, BYU was riddled with injuries and had all this adversity and they played well. We'll talk about that in a moment. But they missed opportunities to win the yes, game. Yes, yes, yes. They had the game in hand. They had to lead 14, 14 points. 14, 24-10 in the third 14 quarter. 14-point lead. I think, I think that's where I'm, I'm most disappointed is, is that. Because we came into this game knowing that this is already going to be one of the toughest games on the schedule, right? We called it the most dangerous before the year. Before the year. And then given the injury to, to Taysom Hill, we said, wow, this is now the toughest because of the unknown of Christian Stewart. And then for them to play the way they did and, and go up 14 points and then lose that lead, yeah, you know, and then and then take it to overtime, it's like, oh man, you let it go. We had it. We we had it. We had it. <laughs> Things people never say. Uh, Devin <laughs> Mahina, when asked by Spencer Linton on the field after the game on the BYU TV Sports post game, what's the mood in the locker room? Bitter, bitter, bitter. Uh, Christian Stewart, uh, you know, holding on that last play. More on that uh, later. But it doesn't come down to one play. Okay, fourth quarter, BYU's up seven. The first play of the fourth quarter, BYU's in the red zone. Fumble. Yeah. Nope. UCF drives down, ties the game. Uh, You're up 14 in the third, like you mentioned. Tie game with the ball driving at the end. You can go down and win, at least get a field goal. Trevor Sampson's made eight field goals in a row. The guy's ready. Overtime, face mask on an aggressive play, TD. The obvious holding on Jordan Leslie. And then, and then the thing that I think we need to point out that people aren't talking about, because of all the injuries, you had different guys on special teams. Yeah. And so there were short fields for touchdowns. Special teams play was huge. I mean, you look at the short fields and the opportunities that this UCF offense had. I mean, they barely were able to, to, to drive, you know, from the 20 to, to, to the goal line. Barely. But you put them in short fields, and it's easy. A couple first downs here and there. You can score easily. Field goal. And that brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Oh, yeah. UCF's two TD drives in the second half were a combined 74 yards. You're killing me. Two drives of 37. A punt return and a kick return. You're killing me. By Rennell Hall and J.J. Wharton changed the game. Killing me. So regular, let's talk about this. Normally, you have Craig Bills, Alani Fua, Dallin Levin. Yeah. Jordan Johnson, uh, broken humorous. Those guys are in the game on special teams, and that's why you don't – that BYU has good special teams because of yeah. that. So new yeah. guys are in. You have and, your starters on, on, and, on special teams. And stuff happened. Yeah. You, I mean, guys are out of their gaps. Um, you know, and, and you take a drop-off athletically, right? Yes. From, from, from There's a reason they're starting. And, 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 yeah, these are the second-string guys that are starting, but they're also on, on kickoff as well. And now so, they are. Now they are. It's, Last night. And, and so – you're really asking them to take, you know, to take over a normal starting, uh, I would say, you know, duty job duties, right? Because you're you're starting and you are playing on special teams, and so sometimes these second string guys just play on special on special teams. They don't, and maybe they rotate here and there. But now you're starting and you're starting on special teams. Yeah, and that cost BYU two short fields. The second half touchdowns by UCF. Let's talk big picture now. It took me about an hour, hour and a half after the game as I was driving home after the postgame to think the following. Yes, I hate losing. But looking at the rest of the season, we're at the midway point. I was very encouraged by what happened yeah. last en- night. Encouraged is not, a good word. Not by a loss, but how BYU played. BYU is not going to have a, that kind of situation ever again. On the road, Thursday, East Coast, short week. 
all those kind of guys out. You, you, you already it's have guys out, right? You're, you already had guys out. Then and then you added. Bills and Johnson. You added, yes, you added. Okay, it, let's go over that list just to remind everyone because I hate this. Hill, Williams, all of a sudden was out. Fua, Johnson, Bills, How, Kersley, Levitt, Kurtz. And it was competitive. How yes. was BYU in that game? How? Yeah, shouldn't have been. The fact that they were in that game. Gut check. Yeah. I loved what I saw from BYU in just being competitive in that game. I want BYU to win the game, of course. But with all those guys yeah. out, tell me another team in America that America. has those kinds of losses and still competes in a game like that. I would I would Relatively I would, speaking. I would if say, Alabama does that against UCF, Alabama wins. Not Alabama. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. But like a top thirty five program like BYU. Yeah, I don't think so. Nobody. Because you you don't really you don't really have the depth. You look you, like you said Alabama the you know the USC's uh, Auburn's they but, have the depth. But right? they would lose at Ole Miss or Texas A&M. Right. Or, they would. Oh yeah, yeah. In that situation, definitely, definitely they would lose. But for 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 Brigham to come in here, this, this these second string guys deep down, reach deep down and say, look, let's take this upon ourselves. Let's everybody step up their game right now because of the losses that we're facing that that we have. Let's do it. Let's get together. Let's rally behind one another. And, and it, was a, it was a collective team uh, uh, you know, performance. I, li- I liked it. I liked it a lot. Christian Stewart, he played well. Christian did. He played well. BYU is going to be competitive in every game the rest of the season. How about I have Algie, great confidence in that. Algie Brown, oh Paul Asike, lay, laying the smack down. Okay, the play that changed the game, right? Algernon Brown, minimal gain. Manasseh Tonga fires him up because... Because Algernon Brown knocks over Jordan Ozerides. That changed the game. BYU all of a sudden said, oh, we should be physical in the run. He took that ball, squared up with the linebacker, looked him dead in the eye and said, bring it. I, Come get some. We, Come get some. That's what I was saying. <laughs> we, we watched in Studio C with the fans, and I probably said the word, Get some, 87 times. Oh, my times gosh. I, get some! My gummy, my gummy worms flew everywhere. <laughs> Sugar flying. I was so juiced. I was ready to get some. You're not kidding. You literally had gummy worms, to, and you're like, hey, you want some? And they were frozen. I was like, were <laughs> these in the freezer? They were in the freezer. I what couldn't happened, resist. Man? I, didn't want, I, was, I, I needed some right now. I didn't want to thaw out. <laughs> I had it now. I had it now. BYU thawed out in the third quarter, and it, and it worked well. The pass rush. Oh, Sione Takitaki. Sione. Wow. What a get. Fred, up. Fred Warner, Travis Tuiloma. Travis did good, too. Three but, tackles for loss. Uh, Taki Taki, two sacks. Two sacks. A lot of pressure. I mean, I don't think the quarterback hurries on the stats show, really show how Four. much pressure that they got on, this, on, this, on, on the quarterback. Um, as far as disrupting the, the, the timing, that's, that was really the key. Mm-hmm. We, knew, we knew this quarterback didn't have accuracy. He had accuracy issues. He wasn't good. And, and, and he didn't have too much of an opportunity to get comfortable and find a rhythm, which made it that much worse for him to complete passes. Yeah, he, he had a great game. Sometimes you can't control – sometimes you just can't do that. Just Nolan yeah. had a great game throwing the ball. Yeah. In spite of what BYU did, which I thought was good. But, but, but what he did what – it, what it did was it, it eliminated the big play, right, yes. from, from, from the secondary. Minus the offside touchdown. On Michael Davis, 37 yards. Yeah, yeah, you take, yeah, that, yeah, you take that. That was the longest. Good. 20, 20, 37. 37? Yeah. 37. Then, there, then there's a 20, then there's a 15-yard. And so the rest, you look at it from, from all, the, all, the, all the total yards that they got passing. Those are just, you know, 10-yard 10 10-yard 10 passes here, maybe a 12-yard pass here, 5-yard pass here. And, and a I lot can of live those with that. on the last drive to set up the field goal. Right. But I thought, I was encouraged by what we saw with that group out there. That group can win at Boise. One, yeah, that one group starter can beat Nevada. In the secondary. I don't think that BYU is like, 
Like Nevada, I, did, I didn't see, with Taysom Hill, I did not see as a game, minus those injuries. I did not see that as a game that BYU was going to lose. No. However, I think that's going to be a good game. It's going to be, it's going to be competitive. But in every game the rest of the season, it's, it's the halfway point. BYU's 4-2. and two. Why can't BYU go 6-0 and oh or 5-1 and one or, or maybe 4? If BYU goes 4-2, and two, they're 8-4, and four, and they win a bowl game 9-4, and four, yep. I would take nine wins right now, given all the injuries. I would, too. I would, too. And, and I, I, the, the, bright, the bright spot is, is you look at these young guys – they came in, stepped their game up, and now when you have your starters coming back, now you find a way to mix these guys in. Confidence Maybe you play them more. in the twos. Yeah, yeah, you have confidence in the twos. Maybe you Taki, find a way Taki, to mix Taki, it up. Warner, those guys. Yep, play, play them more. Colby Pearson, who? Yeah, he got a touchdown huh? catch. Huh? Stewart to Pearson. I never thought we'd say that sentence this year, but it happened, and BYU lost, but I'm encouraged by what those we saw. Those both walk-ons? Walk-on, walk-on, the walk-on? Uh, I'm I'm guessing Pearson's a walk-on. Stewart is uh, on scholarship now. As when, he, when he was a walk-on. Right. Former walk-ons at some point. Uh, let's get back to the Twitter question. What was your biggest takeaway from last night's game? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At Kent in Utah, keeping it simple, UCF has better ankles. <laughs> it's so true. What happened? Yeah. Like, can we get new ankle braces or something? Tape. New tape. Something. <laughs> At, stop using the scotch tape. It's not working. <laughs> At Kurt the Hurt 78. Nice. Taki Taki will be a household Mormon name now. True. Hashtag, True. hashtag meet the Mormons. <laughs> I'm going to watch that tonight. At Tyler BYU 13. Can I come with you? Yeah. My biggest takeaway from Latin, do you want is that do you want me to pay for the ticket? Is that what you're inferring now? Uh, may I should I just say can you take me? That means you're gonna pay for it. <laughs> Mandate. My Whitney, Brian's coming. Bromance. My biggest takeaway from last night's game was the way our defense played. It was awful. I'm gonna nope. have to disagree with that nope. pretty strongly. I disagree too. No. They played good. They played good. And the, re- the reason why they played good is you, you look at the, the, the issues that they had coming into this game, right? What what were some of the issues during the Utah State game, penalties, right? Uh, so, still so, there. Uh, That's still there. Still, still Nine there. for 71. So, so, so penalties, right? Eh, somewhat. But some, some, some of the penalties were more in, in, in crucial times, right? Not throughout the, the entire game. Face mask in overtime. But you had the eyes, the eyes of the DBs and, and pressure on the quarterback. Pove and Nakua, your backups are playing safety. What, what in the world, right? No Fua. Nakua gets an interception. Yes, he does. And, so, and you get pressure on the quarterback. They played good. Also trending, women's soccer beat Portland 3-0. Ashley Hatch with a hat trick. We'll talk to her later. And volleyball swept Pacific. Coming up, what did Christian Stewart say to Spencer Linton after the game? Spencer tells us next. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Jerem Jordan and Brian Logan the day after. BYU drops a 31-24 game at UCF. We are in the broadcasting building. Follow the show on Twitter at... BYU Sports Nation. Hey, coming up next week, one week from today, boom shakalaka. Boom. Bam. 9 p.m. Wham. 9 p.m. Eastern Thank time. Thank you, ma'ams. In the Smith Fieldhouse, boom shakalaka, live on BYU TV. Spencer Linton and I will host that event. It's like an all-star weekend if you, if you didn't watch it last year for, uh, for the NBA. Dunk contest, three-point shootout, skills competition. I'm excited for that Can dunk you, contest, man. I'm, I'm excited. I've been working on my leaps. Done? I've been working on my leaps. I'm, no, you haven't. Yeah, I, 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 yes, as I have. My vert. Mitch Matthews can get up, by the way. Oh, that yeah, he field can. goal block? Oh, my gosh. That was, he was coming down, too. He was coming down while he blocked it. <laughs> imagine. Yes, imagine. That was amazing. Our uh, Twitter question today. What's your biggest takeaway from BYU and UCF? 
Keep the tweets coming using the hashtag BYUSN. Our guy Spencer Linton last night was on the field and has a, a takeaway or two from the game against UCF. Spencer, first off, how are you doing this morning? I am, uh, you know, disappointed uh, in the result last night, but, but totally encouraged. And that's the word I want to use first is think about what BYU did last night with so many players out. No Taysom Hill. No Jamal Williams on offense. Nick Kurtz is redshirting. On defense, Craig Bills goes down early. Jordan Johnson goes out early. You're not playing with Dallin Levitt or Alani Fua. The injury list was a mile long, and they were in position to win that game. They were dominating the game in the third quarter, 24-10, so it hurts. It's upsetting. The locker room is bitter. But the fact that they fought back after getting punched in the mouth early took a 24-10 lead and then lost in overtime. I'm absolutely encouraged by what I saw. A ton of fight from BYU, especially in the second and third quarters from the defense. Uh, to- totally optimistic about what this team can do moving forward, and uh, the depth is certainly being tested. And that's the message that we just discussed, is, is disappointed in that game but encouraged looking forward. And how BYU handled that with with freshmen off the bench in a lot of cases, and, and young sophomores and experienced guys. What was the mood like on the field as momentum swung several times? You can, it's amazing how you can feel it, first of all. I mean, Central Florida comes out, sorry, UCF comes out firing out of the gates, or they go up 10 to nothing, and you look at the BYU sideline, and they kind of look shell-shocked. But then mm-hmm. credit Christian Stewart, the backup quarterback, for coming in, finding his mojo a little bit, getting that field goal and then getting a turnover right before halftime so they go into the locker room down 10-3, and that fumble recovery, you just kind of felt like, wow, it's, this BYU is going to get right back in the game. They, they dominate the third quarter. All things are going well for the Cougars. And then when they go up 24-10, the big kickoff return. took one play for it to go back to Central Florida. One play, and, uh, yep. Yeah, and so it, it, was, it was funny. I mean, the crowd was entirely out of it until that one play, and then they go and score. Then BYU quiets the crowd again up a touchdown, but they fumble in the red zone. Algie Brown gives up the rock, and the crowd is going bonkers after that again. Yeah, it's, so it, it, seemed was, like, it, it seemed like every yeah. time the crowd was in it or not in it, that's what energized this UCF team or kind of put the BYU, the, the, the BYU team just – you know, kind of, kind of had that look on their face, like they're shocked. You know, the the morale was down. Oh no, what are we, what are we going to do? I wasn't, I wasn't seeing any guys on the sideline. You know, getting, getting excited, getting juiced, even though you know they were, they're down in those times. So I mean, it really shows you how important it is to win on the road and take that crowd out. You know, as soon as possible. Oh, it was a major factor, and that crowd is, uh, it's legitimate. Yeah, they're a program that's coming off uh, a, an, a dream season for lack of a better term, yeah. um, with what they did and, and winning the Fiesta Bowl. And so, yeah, they uh, they have a good crowd, a good Southern football crowd that tailgates the heck out of things, and uh, one play can change the entire we momentum of the game. game. It's, it's, it's BYU. <laughs> Spencer Linton is live from Orlando, Florida, recapping BYU and uh, UCF. I thought one play changed the game, and it was a minimal gain for BYU. It was Algernon Brown running over Jordan Ozerites, the cornerback. Manasseh Tonga goes crazy and shoves Algernon Brown. Crazy. Just excited. That was a, a, an insignificant play that changed the tenor of the game for BYU. I think it told them, wait, our competitive advantage here is we can be physical in the run game. 
Absolutely. Algie Brown to come in and do what he did after Jamal Williams went out with one carry. You know, so no Jamal. Algie and Paul kind of took the game over, and the the more physical the game got, the more invested those two guys became became running the ball. It was really entertaining to watch and see their confidence literally grow by the play. And BYU, it reminded me of Harvey Unga and, uh, and Manose Tonga and Fui Vakapuna. I mean, just the bruising running backs that BYU became known for in the Max Hall years between 2005 and 2010. And uh, to, to see that come to life again was uh, certainly an encouraging thing for BYU football moving forward because you wonder, where is the offense going to come from? Yes, down yeah. 10 zip, and they've gone three and out a couple of times. Two yards in the first the quarter. game. Yeah, unbelievable. It was I, unbelievably bad. I will always remember my, my, my junior year, my, my first camp here, uh, Manasi, in 09, Manasi was, was out for about a week or two weeks doing some academic things. He came back his first day um, after he was able to, to be full pads, and he got a, a, a swing route out the backfield and just lit up Scott Johnson, the, the free safety, and knocked him out cold. And I was like, OMG. This is real. This is real. This is D one. This is D one football. And but but you look at the Houston game, right? And you look at Craig Bills and Dallin Levitt setting the tone there, and and how much it it, it, it was it played a factor. You know, the, the receivers for Houston didn't want to catch the ball, um, and, and so for so long it, it looked like that this UCF defense didn't want to tackle, and then it looked like the offense for some reason just just got soft. Do you think it was just? The play calling or, or, again, just the, the lack of, of, of momentum? Or what do you think it was? Why, why, why did the, the, the play change from being so physical to, to, to not being so physical? I don't think it was so much a scheme change uh, on BYU's part. Um, I think they just thought they could expose UCF in, in a way um, to which they were calling the plays. And, and they went and with UCF, a lot underneath. UCF loaded the box. Absolutely, absolutely. And so they were trying to take what the defense gave them, which was the, the short, uh, quick out pass, and uh, get Christian Stewart mobile looking down the field. And he, it was successful uh, on a number of plays. Uh, but when you put eight in the box, uh, even if you're Algie Brown or Paul Lasique, you're going to have to find a way uh, to beat the defense. And BYU tried to do that with a couple of screen passes and, then, like I said, the quick outs. But it's just uh, it's one of those things where – the team that can make the better adjustments on the fly generally wins the game. Football is so much about having a game plan, but then the modifications you need to make in the moment, the team that does that the best will win the game. A lot of questions, Spencer, about Christian Stewart going into the game. To me, the number one storyline. What would be why you get out of Christian Stewart? I thought he performed really well. 22 of 37, 153, three touchdowns and a pick. Had 52 yards rushing, third and 18, he gets a 20-yard gain. How did you think he performed, and what was your conversation like with him after the game? Well, first of all, what more do you want out of a guy that's making his first career start on the road, right. uh, really an unknown, and it almost felt like a season opener, for him to come in uh, with huge shoes to fill, and he was really efficient. Uh, I thought the, uh, the mistakes that he made were understandable. Uh, I mean, nothing like glaring. He calmed down. He gained a ton of confidence. And so I think BYU fans should feel very optimistic about, about the future with Christian Stewart. If anything, he and his teammates now believe, like, oh, yeah, I, I can do good things. And that's huge. While they lost the game, the confidence that he gained individually and that the team now has in his ability to lead them and score points, 
oh, it's it's enormous. It gives them renewed renowned or renewed hope for the rest of the season and the games coming up, and that starts with Nevada. And so I I thought Christian was great. As far as my conversation with him, nobody takes this loss harder than Christian. We we got off camera, and he looked at me and he said, "Man, I hate." losing so much. This is really hard. Almost to the point where he was emotionally uh, spent. He just thought, I, I gave it everything I had, and I, and I hate losing, and I'm going to do everything in my power to not ever feel this again with this team. My guys trust me. I needed to get them a win, and so I, I don't ever want to feel this again. I was really impressed with, with uh, the way he handled that. And he took as much responsibility as he could. He probably took too much responsibility. I thought he was good enough for BYU to win the game. The defense just uh, didn't make a few plays, and there were a few late penalties and, and that key turnover by Algie Brown. But I think Christian Stewart, he deserves the respect of BYU Sports Nation, and, and fans should feel optimistic. Respect given. Respected. Spencer Linton is live from Orlando, Florida. Respected it. Spencer, what, what happened with Jamal Williams? All of a sudden, he, he rushes one time. And then all of a sudden he's not in the game and everyone's like, where's Jamal? What's going on? What happened with Jamal Williams? Uh, I didn't get an official word, but I, I noticed he was hobbled just a little bit right before the game started. His uh, ankle was taped heavily. I saw him going through the warm-ups and, and it just something was off. He looked about 90%. So I asked about him and said, now he's going to get the start. And I said, oh, okay, fair enough. And so no news came out of that. But then one play, I think something's bothering him clearly. Uh, I don't know if they just wanted to keep it under wraps and, and let him get healthy before Nevada, but something tweaked, uh, it appeared to my eye from my perspective, and uh, he just he just wasn't able to go. And it, trust me, if Jamal was, was ready to go and could go and was 100%, he, he would. Even if he was 80%, but I, I think that uh, there was something bothering him. He, he told the coaches, and they noticed and said, you know, we're going to go with Algie and Paul and, and Adam Hine and and we'll just we'll just deal with it. So can we get these uh, guys some ankle braces? <laughs> <laughs> what is going the on? The situation is out of control. Gosh, confused. Clearly, yet BYU is still able to rush the ball for 189 yards. Yep. I I look back to 2010 Brian Logan's senior season, where Jay Keeps was struggling passing the ball. BYU was one and four. I realize BYU is four and two, but the offense realized, hey, let's dumb it down to rushing the ball to our, and using our strength and doing that. Yep. I wonder, Spencer, if BYU pursues that the rest of the year, which is, let's not lean on Christian Stewart's arm as much. Let's use these running backs. Certainly. Christian Stewart will be good enough when they need him to make a throw. And if you didn't learn that last night, then I don't know which game you were watching. But clearly the advantage for BYU right now is the physicality of their, their running backs. When Jamal gets healthy, he's certainly not shot at contact. And you look at Algie Brown and Paul Wasike and Adam Heaney, they have a stable. We thought that was going to be the deepest position group from yeah, the get-go, yeah. and it's, it's turning out that that's, that's what it is. And so, yeah, why change something if, if you found a groove and it, and it works? I mean, Central Florida, the, the Knights knew what was coming, and for a while they just couldn't stop it. So why go away from that? Yeah, I, yeah. I think BYU is going to lean on that person. I think Nevada, you're going to see a different kind of BYU uh, football team, more rush going to have to pass. Going to have. It's going to be interesting though when when teams decide to load the box, just like UCF did, and 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 really now put what a do lot you do? More, yeah, now what do you do? Do you, you now what do you do? You, you stay? Do you stay consistent and and still try to pound it, pound it, get two yards here, two yards there, and then third down, it's third and four and third and five, and now it's it's manageable for Stewart to 
to, you know, to throw a four down, five yard pass for a first down? Or do you get get away from it in the beginning of, of, of the chains and panic? And second down comes, and you try to throw it. You know, it'd be very interesting to see what Coach and I is going to do. Spencer, let's r- finish with this. The most important question is last. What the are most. you? What are you bringing back from Orlando for the set? Oh, I'm not going to give it away. Are you, are you kidding me, dude? You're you're a seasoned vet. I threw that out there. You did not bite. You, Congratulations. Yeah, you, you didn't. You didn't. You, that really means that he didn't, he didn't get anything. Postseason form. <laughs> that means he hasn't gotten it yet. He didn't get it at the yet. airport. <laughs> oh, I, I have something. It doesn't matter where I got it. I just have something. Just so you know, you can't go to Waffle House and bring us back like a waffle. That's nope. not going to work. No, nope, it's going to be too okay. stale. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Well, great stuff. Have a great trip back. We'll see you Monday. All right, Spender. Sounds good. What was your biggest takeaway from last night's game is today's Twitter question. Use the hashtag BYUSN. More uh, on that. By the way, during the last commercial break, a piece of confetti fell. From August 29th, they keep falling from the ceiling. It keeps going. The party party keeps going. It's unbelievable. (laughs) The countdown to Connecticut lives. It's the longest party ever. (laughs) Ain't no party last night. Coming up, Ashley Hatchett. Yeah, bummer. Ashley Hatchett, the women's soccer team, had three goals last night. But first, after further review on an array of subjects. This is Bronco Mendenhall, and you are in BYU Sports Nation. Bop, bop, bop. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Jerem, Jordan, Brian, Logan. That's what I want to do every time I hear that. The new freestyle. Theme. We just debuted that Monday. You gonna freestyle right now? Beats. Do we have time for that? Oh, we don't. Oh, we don't have time for that. My bad. I can, we can, I can do a little spit zipper. I can spit, man. I got that fire. We got the uh, ref jerseys on. We'll play after further review in a moment. Which, by the way, there's another show called After Further Review on this. On the here, here's what I think happened. This segment was so awesome. They're like, hey, let's name a show after that. Tuesday nights. 8 Eastern Time. I like that. 8 Eastern Time. Brian McCann, the uh, Atlanta Braves uh, former catcher. Brian Logan, mm-hmm. David Nixon, Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, all on that show. Tuesday nights, 8 Eastern Time. It's a great show. After, yeah. sometimes, sometimes you just got to go back. You got to look back at what happened, analyze it, and you got to maybe make a, a new call. We call it After Further Review. After Further Review on BYU Sports Nation. Let's go. It's after further review. We take a look at a couple of different topics, some of which are sports, some are not. And we make the call. So, Jer- Jerem, that's my name. Brian, let's yes. start with you. Yes. Brian, that's my name. Yes. Bilo. The final no call in overtime on the Christian Stewart to Jordan Leslie pass. Uh, that is a personal foul on the ref. I'm throwing the, the flag here. 15-yard penalty for making the wrong call. Which was uh, no call. Which was, which was no call. Um, gonna, gonna gonna take a, a, a minute here. It's, it's it's under further review. All right, and, and we'll go ahead and discuss it. Uh, there's two things that you can call here, uh, Mr. Referee. You can call a pass interference, or you can call a holding, holding call. More, more hold. I would I would have called more of a holding call because okay. the DB does have a right to you know uh, to, to to the spot of the ball. Yes. So you, that that erases pass interference, but he doesn't have the right to hold and hug. Jordan Leslie. So because of that, after further review, uh, I'm going to go ahead and pull out a, a red card Whoa. here. I, and then you are suspended uh, until further notice. Without pay. That ref. Without pay, yes. Wow. The yes. American. Yes. Yeah, they, yes. They, they will consult you later for uh, what <sighs> you think they should do with You actually later. should owe money for that call. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Jerome. Yo. 
What about the play of Sione Takitaki? Okay, questions before the season, whether he was even on the team. Remember that? Right. We go out first day of fall camp. The dude's out there. Didn't really stick out during fall camp. Nope. I'll be honest. And then all of a sudden, in the last couple of games, it made a player two here, here or there. Then all of a sudden, he has two sacks in the game. That BYU pass rush that we, we called out. Two sacks from Taki Taki, including an amazing play. The forced fumble and recovery as it happened. Came out we, beast mode. I'm, I'm going to go after further review. Touchdown. That's about Woo! as good as it gets for a true freshman in that situation. You say, make some plays. No Alani Fua and the linebacking crew. Craig Bills out. Someone else make a play. We score on defense too, peoples. down. We score on D2. I thought that was great. R- rising start. Brian, limited touches for Paula Sika and Algernon Brown in the fourth quarter in overtime. What's the call? Oh, man, man, man. I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm just going to get right to it. <laughs> Hold on. Let me one. Just gonna, to make sure. I, I'm going to have to say personal foul on this one. The, the reason why is because in the beginning of the game, the second quarter, they came out and set the tone with their physical play. Third quarter domination. They, 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 set the, they, they set the tone, right, with their hits. And they, were, they, they made those defenders for UCF nervous and scared. I don't want to tackle these guys. And so I understand where Coach and I is coming from as far as, okay, I got I to gotta go a different direction. I got I to go a different way. My, the, the running game isn't working. But, 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 you give them the ball, you be consistent, and let them make things happen. There were times where they were pushing the pile after the first contact in the backfield, and they were gaining still two, three yards. That stuff right there is not nothing big, it's not glamorous, but it energizes the team. Yes. Energizes yes. the team. So I got to give you a personal foul on that one. Limited touches with those <sighs> Limited guys. touches. So, yeah. Jerome, Yo. how do you feel about this one? My girl, Katy Perry. Oh, your girl. My okay. girl, Katy Perry, will be the halftime performance at the Super Bowl. Okay, now, yeah, yeah, hold on. <laughs> hey, break it up, break it up. Hey, hey, get back. I really feel like Katy Perry used to be awesome. She was, like, hot, she cute, was awesome. all of the above. Awesome's like, oh, yeah, she's got it going on, right? And Stacy's mom. And then, <laughs> and then last week at Ole Miss, all of a sudden she has, like, the little, I don't even know what those are called. They're not pigtails. They're, she bunched up on they top. Look like not dev- hot. They look like devil horns. Not not that hot. Bad. No. And then she, and then she's getting weird with the uh, Ole Miss uh, bear. And then she's like knocking down a couple of beers after the game with Ole Miss f- fans. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm going. I'm going flag. I'm going yellow. I'm going red. Like I don't know, man. As, as the umpire, I'm going to come in here and suck it. Suck it that. You're going to second that. Suck it that flag. Oh, I, I almost hit that. Yeah, the, the RoboCam? The RoboCam. Sorry, RoboCop. Robo, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The old one's better than the You know new what? One well, I, I like I like the Beyonce. If you could just do Beyonce or something every year. They did year, that and it know? was good. Just every year just have Beyonce on. <laughs> every year. Why, why not? Why that, not do it? That is just a taste of what we always do. We we it's, we like we like to have the refters just in casual conversation. It's called after further review. So thanks for, thanks for hanging out. Our Twitter question today, what was your biggest takeaway from last night's game? Use the hashtag BYUSN. We'll get to those in a bit. But coming up, the Hatch Trick. I didn't make it up, but you like it, don't you? Ashley Hatch had three goals last night. We'll talk to her next as she comes in studio. Ashley, what's up? She's ready to go. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Friday, October 10th. It's a Friday. Got to get down on Friday, right? Yes, got to get down, get some products, BU products, BU products. 
That's what they said last night. <laughs> yeah, just Bobby said BU, BU instead of BYU. That BU. was funny. Hey, huge win for women's soccer last night. 3 0 yes, versus yes, Portland, yes, traditional yes. powerhouse. Took it to them. Uh, and BYU's next game is against Gonzaga, who's 3 0 in WCC play. 9 Eastern time tomorrow night. Spencer Linton and Natalie Lewis on the call. Check that out right here on BYU TV. We're now joined by Ashley Hatch, who had. One of her best games, if not your best game, is yes. the Cougar uh, yes, last yes, night. Yes, yes, three yes, goals, yes, yes. the hatch trick yes, against yes. Portland. What was that like to get uh, three goals last night? Um, I don't know. It felt pretty good. I don't know. It's always been a goal, and so it felt good to finally goal get Goal to get three goals? Yeah. How many How many uh, hat tricks have you had in your career? High school? Uh, I don't club? know. I, I don't know. I've had a few in high school and club. I haven't really kept track, but... I've had a few. They feel good. <laughs> so walk us through walk us through uh, each of those goals and kind of kind of the progression towards. Oh, maybe I can get a hat trick. Oh, I just got a hat trick. Oh, um, well, the first one came pretty quick. Uh, Nikki stole the ball and gave me a beautiful through ball. So she set me up perfectly, and I finished that one. And then the second one, I got the ball kind of I don't know where I was exactly, but somewhere in front of the goal. And I just remember looking up and seeing the goal, so I shot it, and it went in and then the third one came later in the second half I remember well if I get another one it's a hat trick and I heard some people in the stand saying get a hat trick I was like okay I'll try (laughs) (laughs) at that point you're like yeah no I'll do it (laughs) yeah so then I hit the post on one I was like ah dang it that one was close and then I just got another opportunity and I finished it so a lot of a lot of opportunities that you had what about your teammates how did how did they feel about that do they want the ball more Oh. Are, they, are they like, hey, give us the ball, or hey, that's great. Share some love. <laughs> I want to get it on the, on the stat sheet, too. <laughs> My teammates are awesome. You know, they support everything I do, and I support everything they do. And I wouldn't have scored any of those if it wasn't for them. So their stats went up, too. So. What, what a great answer that from is a, a good answer. See, I would have been, been like, yeah, look, I'd look, look, like, look, look, look. I, I got some. I, see, no, look, I would have said this. Hey, every, she's hot right now. Nobody, nobody, nobody do anything. Just pass the ball. Pass the ball. She's yeah. hot. Feed the, hand, yeah, feed feed the hot feed hands. It. At what point did you realize... Hey, I, I could get a hat trick tonight. When when was that? Um, probably after my second goal. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, ooh, one it more. It came I super quick. I was like, oh, I have some time. Maybe yeah. I can get another one. <laughs> a tremendous accomplishment because it's been nine years uh, since BYU had a hat trick. Was it was it Bobby Tillotson? I'm consulting with Kevin yeah. Nielsen, the sports information <laughs> director. Bobby Tillotson uh, had that. Her brother Blake played for BYU, so they did good soccer stuff. Then you get three. But more importantly, you beat Portland. I mean, that's a big game in conference, and you don't just beat them. You beat them good, 3 nothing. What did, mm-hmm. what did that win mean? Uh, it meant a lot. It just shows the progress that we've made as a team, and it felt really good to beat them. So <laughs> Traditional powerhouse. Yeah. Now you have Gonzaga, who has, is the only team that's played three uh, – Portland's played three games in conference, but the only team that's 3-0. and You're 2-0 with Pepperdine, who's ranked eighth. All of a sudden, the Zags, that becomes a huge game on Saturday. Yeah, that's definitely going to be a tough one, and we're ready. We're ready for it. What, uh, maybe you, you'll look ahead to Gonzaga today and talk about them, but what's, what's been tough about uh, Gonzaga and the WCC maybe in general? Um, I don't know. Just every team comes out and plays their hardest against us. You know, we're, uh, we're a really good team, so every team's going to put their best foot forward for us. So. Do you like that yeah. challenge? Yeah. That, like you're the Chicago Bulls kind of, a, of course, sometimes? Like you know, a it feels bigger good. Crowds. It's a compliment. <laughs> Back in the day, Chicago man. Chicago Bulls. Not now. Everybody, every, you guys always have a, a bullseye on your back. You got to see you went yeah, bulls, bullseye. <laughs> I, I tried to help you out. Thank you, you know, bullseye. I Thank got you. your back. I got your back. Thank you. But no, as when you when you are a powerhouse, you have that target on mm-hmm. your back. So you have to play every game like it's really the last. Just just how your opponent is doing. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and that's what our coaches told us from the beginning. And 
we've been working hard ever since because we know that. So you gave out like four thousand so- pairs of socks, or something, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. So is everyone like nice and warm now? Like, what, what was the end result <laughs> yeah. of uh, that? I know they're pretty cool. Like, I think everyone is styling in the game. So, do you, oh, what, what, do you guys get the socks, socks too, or is it yeah, just fans? Yeah, we got them. Were they like? Just, Are like, there any Nike, extras? Like Nike socks? No, yeah, I want, from I want some socks. Nudge. They like donated or gave them to us. They sponsored it, and so everyone got some pretty cool socks. Are there any extras for yeah, I, I uh, like some, the two of us? I maybe. want some socks. Um, I, I'll, I'll I'll get on that. For you did. You, you did bring us shirts last time, which was tremendous. So we're getting greedy. Make sure you make sure you make sure you give it to you. Make sure it's Brian Logan, not Spencer. Hunter. Oh, okay. I'm just saying. When, when, not when, not the, the play-by-play voice rule, on TV. The rule the is, if you're not here when when its gifts are given, then you don't get them. That's true. Unless I'll... unless it's a unless it's a it's not a medium because I can't fit it. That happened. When I was gone and Brian took uh, something intended for me. That's no, totally too fine. Big. It was too big for me. No, I it's fine. I, I let him have it. A lot of conversation uh, last time you, uh, we were talking with you about hey three game losing streak. Man, that's weird with BYU soccer. You've won seven in a row since. Mm-hmm. What's been the difference? Um, I honestly think just getting to know each other better on the field, connecting, knowing where we run, knowing how my midfield passes. I think just finally getting to know each other has been what's clicked for us. You know, you know how it's, it's very interesting as as a, as a player and as an athlete. I've always felt that um, you know playing with new players. You, you like you said, you definitely get to understand and know how certain players play on the field. But I felt the chemistry really got stronger off the field. Is is can you say the same mm-hmm. with you and, and your teammates? Oh yeah, of course. You know, we're all really tight and off the field. Like I was talking to my friend the other day. It's so cool to see my teammates around campus and just like, hey, what's uh, up? Yeah. Like you got like this huge friend group and it's awesome. It's yeah, definitely and, and it, re- it really does translate onto the field. You know, you, you get that chemistry, that bond mm-hmm. off the field, and then it's like, hey, we were just chilling <laughs> last night. You know, at my house, let's go win a game. And there's yeah. a magical. Um, Magical is probably too dramatic a word, but no, with <laughs> with sa- <laughs> five yard penalty with, with Southfield, uh-huh. those fans and uh, being on national TV, they, it's like it's a different experience that I think no one else in the country has. Right? You, you mm-hmm. feed off that. Yeah, I think magical is a good word. Okay, okay. Yeah. Take back the, yeah, take back the, the yeah, After further review. Yeah. It's a, when you get out there, you're like, there's something special? You feel oh, that Oh, yeah, of course. It's definitely an honor to step on that field, and I, lo- I look forward to it every week. So. Again, talking with Ashley Hatch of the women's soccer team. Big 3 nothing win. All three goals from Ashley last night against Portland. You can watch Hatch and the Cougars Saturday night, 9 Eastern, against Gonzaga right here on BYU TV. 11 goals for you in 13 games. Is that kind of what you thought you might do as a Cougar at some point? Like, hey, if I play and do what I do, I'll do this? Oh, I don't know. It's pretty good. Thanks. I don't know. I just want to play my best every game. So I guess that's what comes with it. Do you feel feel positive pressure from being kind of leaned on to score goals now for BYU, be the goal scorer? Um, Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I'm just really lucky to be in the position to score goals and – I know, I like I said, I wouldn't be there without my teammates, and with all their faith in me, I wouldn't have been able to do it. So I'm pretty lucky. But you embrace the challenge. Oh right? yeah, I you, love you it. Embrace it. Yes, <laughs> that's what you thrive off of. Describe yes. the moment you know you've scored, because it's not when the ball crosses the line, right? It's uh, when it leaves your foot, I imagine, at some point. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I guess it depends on each goal. Like sometimes the keeper will dive, she'll get a hand on it, and it's like, oh, I don't know until it crosses the line. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the keeper's nowhere, and I know what's going in. So. I don't know. It just feels so good. I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> Landon Donovan is going to play his final game with Team USA, and I watched a really cool video kind of about his career. And he said, it's so hard to score a goal in soccer. It really is. You, and, and when you do, it's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And you've talked a lot about it. It's a magical that. It's, thing. 
Do you, do you have, it's a magical thing. Do you have anything, like, is there anything more beautiful than that as an athlete? Just like, we did this. Um, I don't think so. You know, it's just like all your hard work starts from the back all the way up to the front. Like, it really is a whole team effort. And like, once it finally goes in, it's just like, that's success right there. Just when it goes in the back of the net. It's what about celebrations? Do you guys have a team celebration <laughs> that you guys come up with? Um... I don't know. Like we have a team huddle before like like the game, but like once we score, it's just kind of like whatever we feel at the moment. <laughs> it's chaos, right? Yeah, wow. it's just, we all usually just like hug each other because I don't know. We're just so happy. So. It's a human instinct. Right. Celebrate by come, come yeah. close. Let me smash you. Yeah, yell. Yeah, exactly. Well, congrats on the tremendous performance last night, and good luck against Thank the undefeated, you. not for long, Gonzaga. Thank you, Ashley Hatch. Everybody. Uh, Saturday night, nine Eastern, live on BYU TV, BYU and Gonzaga. Coming up. The Cougar Whip Around and your tweets, plus something from Brian Logan. You want to give us a taste of that? Something magical. Something magical. magical. Ashley Hatch got it done Thursday. We'll see it Saturday night as well. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Jerem Jordan and Brian Logan on a Friday. Friday. And the J Dogs after this. It's going to be fun. You know what time it is? It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Soccer. The Hatch Trick. Ashley Hatch scored all three BYU goals last night in a win over Portland at Southfield, as seen on BYU TV. The Hatch Trick was the first BYU hat trick since 2005. Man, great. Another big home match tomorrow against Gonzaga at 9 Eastern Time. That game's live on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Women's Volleyball. The 10th-ranked Cougars won in four at Pacific last night. Alexa Gray had a season-high 20 kills. To lead the Cougars, another road match tomorrow for BYU women's volleyball at St. Mary's at 4 Eastern. Karma is real. Yes, it is. Cougars in the PGA. We clapped during this one and we're very quiet. At the Fries.com Open, Daniel Summerhays is two under through ten holes in round two and tied for 22nd. Mike Weir is also on the course. He's three over through nine. Brian? <laughs> I'm trying to hold it in. <laughs> it's golf, man. you got to be quiet. I'm trying to hold it in. I'm used to real golf, putt-putt. <laughs> real golf? Mm-hmm, that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, just not, that's just nonsense. That's when it gets real right there. Not on a date, man. Mm-hmm. Today's Rise and Shouts <laughs> brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Helping you need most DexterLaw.com. We're going to give it to the freshman linebacker, Sione Takitaki. Takitaki. He had the two sacks that BYU had in the game. A lot of pressure. He's a rising Field star, I middle. think. He's going to be good. Made some way for some of the linebackers to get in as well. Yeah, we. I loved a particular play we were talking about where Fred Warner drew two alignment and then yeah. Taki Taki got in for the sack. It's Man. like two freshmen. Yes, true right. freshmen. True. They were in high school six months ago. True. Just came off the yellow bus, man. They just got off the, the yellow, yellow bus. They just got off the yellow bus. My my mom's a uh, bus driver, like administrator in uh, Phoenix, mm. and she bought an and one shirt in high school, and it said, "I take people to school." Nice. I was like, "You're the coolest mom ever." Nice. You're awesome. Here, our Twitter question today is, what was your biggest takeaway from the last night? For the last time, let's go to the Twitter machine. You got tweets. At SKW, Fred Warner and Taki Taki played like grown men out there. That's right. <laughs> they are grown Seriously, men. Seriously, they're like 18. They are grown men. At Crazy Cook Fanatic, we have a tight end on the team. Ooh, what? This just in, breaking. Huh? BYU has a tight end. Uh-huh. Devin uh-huh. Mahina, what a game from him. Two touchdowns and the and a huge yeah, we, first down in the fourth quarter. About, what wow, the heck? We didn't even mention. What the heck? We didn't even get it mentioned in. Why didn't he talk didn't about Mahina? Devin! He had a great game. Devin! He did have a great game. Man, he, he had a nice heck, catch. He had a heck of a catch in the end zone. And, th- and then he breaks two stupid tacklers. 
Poor tackling. Into the end zone, two touchdowns. Huge I wouldn't there. want to tackle somebody that big. That's he true. Tried to go for the ankles. He's a big dude. That's what they were. They tried to go for the ankles. He wears his ankle braces. You ain't going to get no cankles on that. <clears throat> At Cougars Forever. <clears throat> the Cougars' future is bright with talented young players who know how to play. True. You, you still have the blue goggles on. Yeah, after that, you have to. After that, yeah, oh yeah, that's true. You got to put them on after that one. At Sports Bros, this is this is simple but awesome. BYU needs Jamal Williams. Yes, they do. Yes, hopefully Jamal's good for Saturday, uh, next Saturday in Nevada. That's gonna be a tough game. It's a good. It would be a good switch up. I mean, Paul and and and, and Algy, they did a they did a really that's good what job. Was needed, but it's a good that, switch up. Those situations. Yeah, yeah that, Jamal, Jamal is the feature back. Don't I don't think anyone's arguing that. But mm-hmm. I love the fact that you can throw out Aldrin yeah. Brown and Paul Asikanta. At Kev, uh, y.com. Kev e. dot Yeah, something like that. Great support from fans in Orlando. Despite injuries, BYU can put themselves in position to win games. That's what I'm saying. Yes. BYU will compete in every game. And, and right after Taysom Hill got hurt, did you think that? Did you think, yeah, BYU's still going to compete in every game? I think hope was down. Yeah. After hope that game, down. hope is up. Uh, C. Stu, not sure who sent this one in, but C. Stu has, has got some legs. Yes. He can run it. Well, we said that. I said that last week. Andrew Rich was, said it earlier this week. This kid is a lot more athletic than people said. Yes. He's not Taysom Hill. Who is Taysom Hill? Hey, thanks to today's guests, Spencer Linton and Ashley Hatch and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. The show's on demand on BYUsportsNation.com and BYUtv.org slash DVR. Shout out to Stephen Thomas. Former safety. Or Brian Boy. Logan, I'm Jerem Jordan. Sports Nation back at it. Noon Eastern on Monday. Stay Do positive. Hey, hey, Stay positive. Nevada. Stay positive. Get back to it. Brian, you killed it this week, dude. Nice Magical. Job. Magical performance by you. Have a great Friday, everybody. <laughs>